0: I kind of really just wanted to make a movie about now. Like, I did not set out to make a movie about young people. I just set out to make a movie about, like, how I was feeling and how the current culture feels to me. And then it felt like, you know what, like, the culture in the moment. And I think it's being most purely experienced by
1: kids. I'm Sean Fennessy, editor in chief of The Ringer. And this is The Big Picture, a conversation show with some of the most interesting filmmakers and actors in the world. Remember eighth grade? Awkward, insecure, completely aimless. Bo Burnham remembers that too. It's changed in some ways since we were kids, but not as many as you might think. The stand-up comedian Bo has a new movie, it's his first as writer-director, and it really captures the feeling with a perceptive and empathetic style. The single biggest reason for this is Elsie Fisher, the preternaturally gifted 15-year-old lead of the movie. I thought it'd be fun to mix things up on this week's show, so I decided to sit down with Bo and Elsie to talk about the new movie. So without further ado... Here's Bo Burnham and Elsie Fisher. I'm really, really excited to be joined today by writer-director Bo Burnham and star Elsie Fisher. They have a new movie coming out called Eighth Grade. It's a wonderful movie that I've seen twice. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Before we get too deep into the movie, Elsie, is this your first podcast?
2: No, I've done a couple
1: of Oh, them. man. Uh, Elsie has her own podcast. <laughs> no Come on, let's plug
0: it right here. Go ahead, yeah, fire I have
2: a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. No First kidding.
0: episode just out. I haven't yeah. given it a listen yet, but I'm wow. excited. It's in well, my you, queue.
2: You better, because you're going to be on it.
0: I'm, oh, <sighs> boy. I was well, what's excited. the name of the show?
2: Uh, extreme D&D. Okay. But also, the extreme is spelled with an X hyphen train. It's pretty cool. Very cool. I must say.
1: Uh, so listen to this podcast, then immediately go and download <laughs> yes, Extreme please. D&D with Elsie Fisher. Guys, uh, I want to talk about 8th Grade. That's why you're here. Yeah, You ready to do it? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay. Uh, Bo, let's start with you. This is a movie about a young girl. You're not a young girl, but th- obviously there's a lot of <laughs> you in this character. Yeah. Why'd you decide to make a movie about a young girl in 8th Grade?
0: A couple of reasons. I, watched, I was watching a lot of videos of young kids online talking about themselves, the boys talked about Fortnite and the girls talked about their souls yeah. so it was like okay gonna be a girl I think the other really was like I I didn't want to make a nostalgic movie I did, I, I, I like nostalgic movies but I didn't want this to be like a memory or an exploration of my past experience I wanted it to feel current so it being a girl sort of insulated me from, from uh, projecting my own experience onto her because my, my my disconnect is twofold I was never a 13 year old girl and I was never a 13 year old now you know and both of those things I think lend themselves to a specific experience. So the hope was to just like approach it. Like, I don't know what she's going through, but I feel what she's feeling.
1: Did you have any concern about the generation gap that you have from the character that you were writing? Totally. I mean, but it was, it was more just like, I wasn't
0: writing a novel. I was making a movie. So I knew I was going to work with the kids and I'd have the kids to tell me if I was off base or not. I wrote a bunch of DMs for her where she was on Facebook and then she Read the script and was like, "No one uses Facebook anymore." Is this about my aunt? And I was like, "Whoops!" And then so I actually had a kid say, "No one uses Facebook anymore" in the script, and all the Facebook was changed to
1: Instagram. So amazing, Elsie. When did you first become aware of this movie?
2: Uh, when I went to the first audition. Really? Yeah. Um, and that was that was a while ago. The the first audition was the opening monologue, and I'm like, "This character talks like I do," so I got really excited. And also, I was a huge fan of Bose.
1: Oh, like you, you knew about his work beforehand? Yeah, yeah. What was that like then meeting him in this context?
2: It was weird. My face was just red. I got embarrassed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I the first thing she did when she read the, she's
0: like, the, the first thing. It's like, hey guys, it's Kayla. And she said, hey guys. She knocked the script off her lap yeah. and got beat Red. And I was like, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. This <laughs> yeah, is all good. Yeah. This is all good.
2: No, that's something I loved about the auditions. It's like, he was just like, he was chill and he was nice and he was like, willing to work with me I guess mm-hmm. whereas like a lot of auditions if I had done that they'd be like get out
0: but, she's, but just because she's so open and we wanted to do the story of being young is being inarticulate and a yeah, little all yeah. over the place and so a lot of young actors try so hard to polish everything about themselves so they come in like sounding like what they think kids are like in movies which are like little you know poet laureates or whatever <laughs> and Elsie's just able to kind of be free which is a very tough thing for an actor to be how many actors did you see? A lot, a lot. Dozens and dozens, a hundred or so. Was
1: the LC audition instantaneous or? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: pretty pretty instantly that. I saw, I tested her seven times. I only saw, I never saw a kid one once.
1: As a young actress, I don't actually know what it's like for somebody in your position. Do you get sent a lot of scripts? Are you talking to your family about what's the best choices for you? It's, it must be a little bit different than for an adult performer.
2: Hmm. Um. I mean, I don't know. I, I just... I've just been going to auditions for my whole life. Mm-hmm. I like, it sounds weird, but I've never like, you know, thought over thought it. I guess mm-hmm. I just go to auditions and I was like, you got it, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm trying to be more considerate of what I take. I don't want to like lock myself into a seven year contract with some show. But like, I don't know. I just talked to my dad mostly about it.
0: And the autonomy of a child actor is probably very similar to the autonomy of an adult actor, yeah. which is none. Truly, I mean, I, I was acting for a while in uh, audition, and like, I'm saying, yeah, it's it's, it's very very hard. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. very hard to be selective as an mm-hmm. actor because there's just nothing. Yeah. being yeah. written and it's so there's so few roles going
1: to so few people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just crazy. It's it's incredibly frustrating. I imagine. But can you tell me a little bit about how you guys then collaborate? Because Bo, you this is a very o- o- a- tourist thing that you're doing. You know, writing and directing your first film. You have a very specific vision but Elsie also is the person living the life in some ways Mm -hmm. that the character embodies. Mm -hmm. So how much of what she's communicating with you about her life then finds its way into the story? Um, Yeah. I mean,
0: my, my vision wasn't specific. My vision was just something that felt true and honest. So I, the whole time was relying on her to author every single moment. And the process really was like not a lot of talking about it. You know, I don't really like to talk about stuff and I'm despite yeah. d- despite what I'll be doing. For the- <laughs> I just mean with, with an actor, I don't like to sit around and go, okay, so this scene, mm-hmm. what your headspace mm-hmm. is this? And what's your backstory? Where'd she come from? Like, I just wanted to get it on its feet and r- was really just trying to rehearse with her to make sure the script made sense. And if it didn't seem to make sense for her, we would change it. And also just try to try to give her permission to be free and
1: comfortable and learn what she responded to and not. So- were you, did you feel free in that environment then? Did yeah, totally. Comfortable. Um, you don't need to be coached up that way.
2: Exactly. And, like, it's also nice that we didn't talk about it too much because I would, like, overthink it. And if I overthink it, I can't get into the character in, in my own way, I suppose.
0: Yeah, to be um, two, it's not good to be in control. Like, to be yeah. too in control as an actor, no, I I want, think.
2: I want Kayla to be in control of me. You know, yeah. I want to just let her loose, I guess.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Did you guys ever come to— Loggerheads on anything? Was there anything we were like, I think it should be like this, and I think it should be like this?
0: Um well she's a Trump person. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, wow, that's oh, tough. Okay. Um and I, of course, am a Jill Stein <laughs> boy through and through. Um. <laughs> no, um Complicated no, election it season. It <laughs> like, <laughs> um wh- did we ever no, no. No. No,
2: I mean that's the nice thing about this, is like we just we kind of thought the same types of things
0: yeah there was a lot of stress for me on the set Mm -hmm. it was never her yeah how would that manifest what would you like (laughs) uh, (laughs) I would throw a paper cup Um, it was like when the the stress of the movie was bogging me down you know like the production and the technical aspects and all that stuff I would just look at the monitor and see her and be like oh right this is actually all I'm doing like all I have to do is attend to her performance and that'd make it much much easier
1: so did you feel the weight of that responsibility Elsie
2: I mean, like, before we started the movie, I was, like, having actual anxiety attacks. Like, oh, God, I'm going to—this is— ha, ha. Um, And then once we got on set, I, I like, I didn't even know She was being method. Yeah, I, That's why. I was just being I, And I
0: told her, I'm like, this is a story about a
1: nervous person. So if you're feeling nervous, good. Yeah. It just means you're getting in character. Bo, you recently said anxiety makes me feel like a terrified 13-year-old. Elsie, I'm wondering what it's like to hear a grown man say that.
0: <laughs> How does it feel like to hear a grown man say these things? Yeah.
1: How does it feel like to
0: hear a grown man scream these things <laughs> from the sidewalk outside your bedroom window?
2: Um, it's nice to have someone to relate to. Because mm-hmm. I mean like, I don't know, whatever. I was related to people older than me and then like knowing someone older than me also feels the same stuff as me is cool. But I'm also like, that's not cool, but I feel you.
1: <laughs> Not cool, but I feel you is a yeah. good tagline for that this is movie. the tagline yeah. that is yeah. the is eighth grade. Not
0: cool, but I feel you.
1: Um, <laughs> but what were the movies that you saw growing up that you're hoping people take from this movie that you made? Did you there were because I feel like this is the kind of movie that people see and they're like, wow, that really captures my experience. I've heard that from people of all ages, of yeah. men and women.
0: The most powerful thing in movies for me is I tend to personally connect with and have the sort of most profound emotional experiences with movies that I don't demographically align with. It's very like powerful for me to f- feel like I see my, I-, I see an emotional connection in someone that is nothing like me. That's just a very special thing that art and movies can do. So, so like Airbud. Bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but like I'm saying Moonlight, I'm saying Moonlight, mm-hmm. Moonlight. like, I'm nothing like mm-hmm. the characters in Moonlight. And I Red. felt like yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is me. This is a story about me who, like, can't communicate things to people and represses things mm. and is scared. and is So, so that's kind of the—more than it's, like, trying to be, I don't know, The Breakfast Club or anything. I love those movies and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Part of the idea is that, like, I, I would think a 13-year-old girl can be a, ref, a reflection of the human experience as much as, you know, Private Ryan can be, mm. you know. I love, like, One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. I thought that movie was so cool. And my father watched Con Air on repeat for my entire childhood. Did you, did you most relate to Steve Buscemi and Con Air? He, he's watched a lot of Buscemi stuff. He watched Armageddon, too, where he's, Buscemi's character is Rockhound. Yep. So he watched it so much that he, to this day, when Steve Buscemi ever shows himself, he's like, hey, it's Rockhound. I like, that's Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> he calls He calls him, Rock, he calls really him <laughs> his character from Armageddon. That's really good. My father also watched... Um, the uh, Divergent movie, the first Divergent Mm. movie over 50 times before I told him that a second one had come out over 18 months ago.
1: 50 times? Yeah.
0: Because it's just like, it'll just be on HBO and they'll just keep watching it. Oh
2: my God. And
0: he's just eating like peanut butter and Ritz crackers. I'm really (laughs) laying him out to dry.
1: Your dad (laughs) seems to lead a very interesting life. Yeah. But I'm going to quote you again and then ask <laughs> Elsie a question. Elsie's laughing because she's met this man. <laughs> yeah. He seems fascinating. Should he be here as well? Maybe that would no. make for a great movies <laughs> no. podcast. No. Okay. Bo, you said. Let the laugh out.
0: It used to be cool thinking of <laughs> it as funny. Now you're repressing it.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Is this what it was like every day on yeah. set? she's yeah, over me. Basically. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and Android. All for just 4 dollars a month or $49.99 a year. I'm personally a subscriber to Shudder, and recently I've been checking out Wolf Creek, which is the adaptation of director Greg McLean's really terrifying movie. And this, he's extended the movie into a full-length series, so I definitely recommend you check that out on Shudder ASAP. So to try Shudder for 30 days, go to Shudder.com backslash podcast and use promo code BIGPICTURE30. That's Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com slash podcast and use the promo code BIGPICTURE30 for a free 30-day trial. Okay, let's get back to my conversation with Bo Burnham and Elsie Fisher. You said the internet means a lot to me and no one is talking about it correctly, which I think is an interesting phrase. Elsie, what does the internet mean to you? Does it mean a lot?
2: I don't know what the internet means to me. Mm. It's just kind of there, and it's like this weird experience that you have every day of your life, and it's like, cool, this is probably not good for my brain. Um, I don't know, I just, I feel like... it means everything and nothing to everyone at once. Not to be crazy. Boo, no, that's right. No, I mean, I think like that's, truly, yeah. that's, that's what it feels like to me. So it's like, cool. I have no idea what I'm talking about or thinking about.
0: And that's really kind of why we made the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But that is why we made the movie. It's like. Because I tried for a long time to, like, talk about the internet in terms of commenting on it and satirizing it and all this stuff in my mm-hmm. stand-up shows. And I was like, if I'm being honest, I'm super confused. I don't know what it means, and I have nothing to say, and I don't want to do a TED Talk. I want to, like—the movie is just us, like, presenting our feelings, not— Yeah. If we had a good answer for it, we would
1: have— you know, co- co-written a book, <laughs> you know I mean?
2: yeah. <laughs> or
0: just said <set> it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is there any part of you that wishes you guys could get away from it in some in some ways? I hear that a lot from younger people. It's like, huh. I wish I didn't have to deal with this as much.
2: Yeah, I'm. F- for me, yeah, I-, I feel like the internet is like, like, j- like so imprisoning in a sense. And it's like great because everything's on there. But then it's like, oh, everything's on there. Um, so I never yeah. would have found
0: you though. And yeah, I no. never would be here without it. You know what I mean? So for like sure. It also is a way for people to connect and a way for oh, absolutely. people to get visibility. It's both. That's the bummer. If it was just bad, it'd be yeah, so much easier yeah. to deal with. Because be like, yeah, we'll just all stop. You just ignore it. Yeah. The problem is it's like—
2: It's so good, too. It, there's amazing, beautiful things that happen there. It gives voices to people who don't have voices. It brings together groups of people. Lonely
0: people all around the world yeah. and it would never connect with people. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so it does amazing things. But if, if it were— an option, which it really isn't, to not be on the internet. I think, personally, I might dig- not be on the internet.
1: I suspect um. a lot of people will find out about 8th Grade, though, because of the internet. Oh, so, for you sure. Know, these mm, yeah, things. exactly. Th-
2: th- my answer is for, like, an ideal world, though. I- I'm i going to use it till I die.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> remarkable. But you also said that um, you really wanted to make a movie about 8th Grade oh. and right now. I kind of really just wanted to make a movie about now. Like, I did
0: not mm-hmm. set out to make a movie about young people. I just set out to make a movie about, like, how I was feeling and how the f- current culture feels to me. And then it felt like, you know what? Like, the culture in the moment, and uh, I think it's being most purely experienced by kids. I think that like, the country is functioning at an eighth grade level. We have, you know I mean? Like, it feels like that, right? Doesn't the national conversation feel like an eighth grade...
1: Yep. Conversation. It's Very p- best. Pubescent right now. Yeah. Yeah, ex-
0: exa- yeah. But no, but no, exactly. We're like we're changing. We're and that's what I was doing. Like, okay, how do I feel about the current moment? I feel confused, unsure, like mm-hmm. it's changing rapidly, mm-hmm. like I might die. Like I have like it's slipping through my hands every moment. Oh, eighth grade. You know what I mean? The, the kind of. And in the back of my mind I had been
1: thinking like, Oh, there
0: should be a middle school movie. So it just they kind of came together and, and felt like
1: yeah the right way to do it. Elsie, well, so you weren't yet in middle school or you weren't yet in eighth grade when you started making the film, right?
2: No, I was or, or I was past eighth grade. So I was oh, you out were past it. it already. Yeah. yeah okay, so just
1: graduated. So that it felt did it feel very accurate to your experience?
2: It felt like I had a very prolonged eighth grade year. Oh, kind of. Funny, yeah. The second half was better, I will admit. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I, it, Kayla's story is very true to my own, not specifically, but like emotionally.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's it like to be a performer while still going to school? You know, is it, is it a topic it of conversation sucks. among your peers? Does it? I don't
2: know. Like, I wish it was. Well, I don't. But, like, it, it was funny because the movie trailer came out. And, like, like two of my friends were excited. And they got some of my teachers to play it. And everyone was, like, kind of excited for, like, 20 minutes. And they're, like, cool.
1: And On no to the cares. next thing. No one
2: cares. <laughs> um, and it's a curse and a blessing, I guess. Um,
1: that must be so strange then to have a lot of adults very interested in yeah. what you're doing professionally well, like, and your and peers I, maybe like, not as interested. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I went yeah. from
2: Sundance and I went to school like the day after I got back and that was just like weird.
1: That must be it's, surreal. It's
2: such a contrast.
1: I mean the real thing is
0: she was the lead of the film. After we filmed she went to school and didn't get cast in her school play. I mean that was the <laughs> yeah. week after we wrapped. And Mr. Donia from Thousand Oaks High School,
1: you suck. You bad at your job. <laughs> uh, sorry to that guy that's a real guy did you have to have <laughs> confrontation then with people who overlooked you
2: no I mean like not your style not my style
1: I'll do that for
2: yeah, okay. yeah. Mr.
1: Donia. <laughs> what's it been like to show the movie to 8th graders I know that's something that you've done a few times you're doing it I think again in the, in the next couple of weeks I don't know. We
0: only—I don't think we've like shown it to eighth graders really? yet. We've done a little bit of high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I mean, there have been eighth graders at screenings. So.
0: Yeah, yes, that's the thing. There's eighth yeah. graders at screenings, and that's been nice. It's yeah. been good. Like, um, yeah, it's been—it's been nice. I think they feel seen.
2: Yeah, that's always good because I feel like eighth grade is definitely an age group that's never put in media. Like, really, it's not focused on. They, you know, if it's. It, Yeah, it's never a focused-on group. And I think it's good to put some focus on it for once.
1: Are you guys getting fact-checked at all by the kids? Oh, uh, no, I thought
0: there was one thing that a kid said. I can't remember, Mm. but it was very funny. It made me laugh. I know
2: there have been comments on the trailer that are like, this is nothing what eighth grade's like.
0: Well, that's because they're looking at the trailer and they're going, like, it, what, what's, it's boys going, it's very funny. Yeah. Saying comments like, "Um, every, why? Uh, eighth grade's actually not emotional at all. It's actually yeah. really easy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good luck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, welcome. To get, get ready for to break down in front of your father when you're
2: 27 <laughs> and
1: not understand why.
2: Yeah
1: there's some very uh, serious themes in the movie and some very um, difficult things to portray. And so I'm curious, like, what you guys had to do to collaborate to make sure that that was a safe and thoughtful way to approach that stuff. Because and I, it's, it's pretty serious. Yeah,
0: we approached everything like mm-hmm. that. I'm mm-hmm. saying stuff that isn't even necessarily serious, I approached very seriously. Um, like... Stuff that is very – some things that are funny in the movie was were not funny on set. And I did not yeah. treat them funny yeah. on set even though I knew they'd be fu- funny Can you in the give movie. me an example of that? The banana scene. I'm saying that thing. Like that was on a joke. I pulled – I I Mm-mm. before she arrived to set, I t- took the whole – crew aside and said like we are not I know this is a funny scene Do not- we are not joking about this we are not laughing this is a closed set no one's in this room except for me and her because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know it's just a vulnerable thing to do and it's like not it's also like she's f- 14 um, yep. but yeah the whole time of just being honest and communicative and making sure mm-hmm. she was feeling safe and you know we structured certain scenes that were a little more intense towards the end so it definitely wasn't feeling like you were hitting the ground with something difficult but it was pr- it pretty quickly showed like you were. She was just so strong and sure of herself in it. And like, to the film's credit, like stuff registers in the film way more intense than it plays out on set. You know, yeah. like I'm saying, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like like certain color correction and sound mixing can make something feel a lot more terrifying mm. than it actually was in the day. Like a scene in the back seat is actually got seven people in the car and she has her sides on her lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. And she's like joking around. And I'm being like, Elsie, please focus. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then everyone we'll watches the scene and be like, how did she get through that? I'm like, well, she's a really good actor. Yeah. That's how she got through it. Like, yeah. she's convinced you that she was traumatized by that. She wasn't. Right. If you had some, you know, she just, she she's that good. I get though some people watching it being like, her walking to that pool party must have been miserable. It wasn't. When we yelled cut, she would smile and laugh yeah. and jump into the pool. And Basically. like, I was the one. Like staying in the emotions
1: like a psycho. That sounds not healthy. Yeah, well, that's you. He's given the peace sign. <laughs> I gave the peace sign. <laughs> <on. laughs> yeah, <laughs> great podcasting, Elsie. <laughs> what about for you? What about some of the more complicated stuff? I imagine that even though it was a, the set was probably safe and calm, and you're a professional performer, because it mirrors some experiences of your life, is it strange to be rendering some of those things that are really private mm. in a in a public and professional way?
2: I mean, like it was strange, sure, but it was never. I didn't feel. Bad or weird about it ever? Like mm. I, I, I was fine doing it, and it, it was my, it was my work, and that was like chill for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only scene that sucked to film was uh after I get out the back seat when I'm running up to my room, that like literally that would like people are like, what was the hardest thing for you, Elsie? And it was literally and you're like, just cardio, the yeah. cardio up
0: the stairs. Yeah. Like literally the hardest, literally yeah. the physically hardest.
2: Yeah. No. Like everything just felt good to me. It was fine to do, and I had fun doing it.
0: So. How, how many days did you guys shoot? 27. And they're thir- uh, nine hour days because she's 13. So it was nine hour. You know, 14. 14. 14, sorry. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, she's like, a, I just remember being an actor that age and doing theater and being like, loving to throw myself into yeah. shit. You it's
2: know what fun I mean? And take myself seriously.
0: It's like very fun. Like, yeah. you have access to be a serious person.
2: Yeah. So, I so. mean aside I, from that, I was just working with people I loved. So, I mean, like, that just made my job easy.
0: I'm saying I was also very aware of what I was dealing with. I was communicating with her dad a ton. Oh, and yeah. Just like of course. being very upfront about everything. And, but also having conversations about the scenes and what they mean and mm-hmm. what they'll function as mm-hmm. and why they're in the movie. Um, you know, which she totally understood.
1: Even though you've been a performer in movies before, but was there anything that was significantly different or more challenging than you expected in this role? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's all,
0: yeah. Um, it was all challenging. I knew it was only surprising when it wasn't challenging, which was very rare but um the, the, the actual process of working with the actors just felt really good and right to me um yeah the whole thing's a challenge and a learning process and i'm just trying to like okay can i somehow learn not learn so much that i just get to the end and i'm like well now i can make a movie you know that was the that was the fear
1: and now what is your plan will you now continue to make movies will there be a movie about being 17 like I, <laughs> I would love to i mean i it's sort of a project by project thing that like
0: I'll have to have an idea and then whatever that idea mm. is I'll, I'll do it and hopefully it's a movie but if it's a show maybe but or, or a stand-up show but but yeah, I'm not great at multitasking so once this is over I'll bang my head against a, like a wall for a few months and try to write something.
1: I'm curious about what you guys want for each other. Like Elsie, since you're a fan of Bose. Do you want to see him make more movies? Would you like to see him return to stand-up in an aggressive way?
2: I want to see him just do stuff that makes him happy.
1: Oh, that's so political. Nice. Wow, For real, though. She's so no, I mean, trained. like,
2: honestly, I think when Bo does stuff that makes him happy, that's his best stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just just feel good about what you're doing. Damn,
0: that's me. a great answer, dude. Yeah. Um, I really, truly want her to be happy, for sure. I mean, that's actually kind of my only concern. I definitely don't want, like— the weight of uh, what feels like a significant professional thing to have to determine the rest of your life like also have the freedom to be a kid and choose whatever yeah. you want to do you know because i had the similar thing happen a little later than you which is easier to have for it to happen late, let alone mm. when you're your age um so yeah like pursue this if she wants to but also if she doesn't and she wants to go be a zoologist like go be a <laughs> yeah. zoologist you know what i mean like I, that's what I hope, you know. I'm not definitely like my hope is not like an Emmy
1: for Elsie. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just hope she does, you know. Uh, what did, have you given her advice on becoming um, an indelible and well known person at such a young age? Like that must be a an odd challenge. And I suspect when a lot of people see this movie, Elsie, that they're really going to connect to your performance and they're going to really feel like they know you. And mm. I feel like a lot of people feel like they really knew you at a young age, Beau. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think I don't know.
2: I mean, like we haven't had like really long conversations about it. No.
0: no. I I think she's fine handling okay. it. Cool. And let's let's, let's <laughs> you know what. Let's see the box office numbers first before we start talking about <laughs> yeah. indelible yeah. sort of likability. All right. Let's deliver and then we'll adjust.
1: <laughs> that's a good segue, believe it or not. I mean, how important is it to you guys for the movie to be seen by a lot of people? Is that something you've thought about? Oh, I mean, like. Yeah, like, yeah, you, we're only
2: in it for the cash.
0: <laughs> we're, we're in the sweet indie residuals, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna buy a lawn chair. Um, <laughs> no, like, you make stuff for it to mean something to people. Yeah. You know I mean, you make to, to connect with people. Mm. Um, so I hope people see it. I'd love for everyone to see it. I mean, yeah. but also, like, I'm not crazy. Since I did stand up, I know what a. I know what a hundred thousand people are like. Cause I toured and I toured to a hundred thousand people, you mm-hmm. know, t- t- 2000 people shows at a time. That's a lot of people, you know, but if a hundred thousand people see your movie, you know, they, that's, you know, gross is only a million dollars and it's a bomb. So I would tell all of my friends, you know, working on movies, be like, do you know that like, okay, this movie that didn't make a lot of money and only made $4 million or whatever, whatever these numbers are. It's like, you realize that's like two stadiums full of people, you know? So like, we are already in a very lucky position where people yeah. are seeing even in the in the festival screenings we've had you know a thousand people in a the theater watching a movie so mm. you you have to you have to stay grounded in that sense and stay proportional and realize yes it would be lovely for it to be an on paper success i'd want that more than a lot of things <laughs> but people are going to see this movie yeah. more people than we will ever personally meet yeah, are going to see yeah. this movie more people that were uh, more than the population of my hometown has already seen this movie, so so it's good. That's a great perspective, Elsie. Uh, you've
1: performed it was in, a lie. Okay, well, well done. <laughs> this has been a great performance so <laughs> Thank far. Thank you, Elsie. Uh, you have appeared in in big films, and ha- you've had a career before this movie, but this is a massive leading role. <laughs> yeah. Like, what has yeah. it been like to kind of go through the process since you guys finished production of being an avatar for something? You know, and and I, I both times I saw the film, um, you guys were there together afterwards mm. and talking about it. So you're part, kind of part of the machine in a specific way. Mm-hmm. So what has that experience been like?
2: It's been exciting. I mean, like, it's it's a fun thing to do, and it's like, I get to do this as my job. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's weird to see my face everywhere, but, like, who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, truly, the it's Columbia been exciting. The Columbia Pictures
0: woman thinks the same thing. <laughs> Her arm is tired.
2: <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, I'm I'm working for a movie that I really love. And, like, to go back to the question that Bo just answered, like, like it's awesome if a bunch of people see it. But also, I made the movie for me in a lot of ways. And I did it because I love it. So, it's, like, it's cool that I get to continue that journey.
1: Even though you're uh, a professional actor, will, do you think it will be strange to go to another role that doesn't feel quite so linked to some of your own experiences? Or is that not important at all in any way?
2: I mean— I don't know. It's nice to have that in a project, and this is going to be something special forever, always. Um, but I mean, I don't know if it's weird because I mean, acting is a job. It's not this fun experience you get to have every time. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a work mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Do you have a sense of what you want to do next?
2: Anything. I don't know. I You're mean, like calls? truly D
1: and D episode two. D and D episode two. I think
2: <laughs> pretty much. No, I mean, I like acting. I just, I want to do something that's like genuine, I guess so. Because I feel like a lot of roles for teens are like very, very stereotypical. And I just, I want to do another role for a teen that feels like a person, but also anything. Give me money. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: That's a great uh, way to go to the last question. Uh, At the end of every show, ask filmmakers what's the last great thing that they've seen. Since you're both here, I'd like to know what's the last great thing that both of you guys have Mm. seen. Mm, I saw Three Identical Strangers. I loved that
0: documentary. Yeah,
1: tell, tell, Talk about that a little bit. Um,
0: it's a documentary. Without spoiling it? It's hard. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if you've seen the poster and the trailer and you think, like, the title is spoiling it for you, it actually isn't. The title's, like, only, like, the first five minutes. Mm. That was really, really
1: beautiful. Scripted. I saw uh, Blockers. I thought Blockers was, that was really That amazing. Good. I thought really that good. Was great. Did that feel accurate to you in some respects even though it was only a couple of years in the yeah, future I mean, for you?
2: Like, well, it was it was about like high school but I feel like they did a wonderful job of representing teens as like
0: Yeah, the the three the three main characters. girls were they great. They were amazing. Yeah, I thought they were great. Yeah. yeah. Like I
2: walked into that expecting like oh this is just going to be another cool comedy whatever. But it was like an actually And it's a, it's amazing a it's a
0: bright movie. studio comedy. I mean yeah, it is what it is yeah, but
2: like yeah. like no, it, Kay Cannon can a great
1: great yeah. job. It's just like it's very It's like warm and lovely. Mm,
2: Yeah, Yeah, she
1: was here a few months ago talking about it, and she said that she also did a smart amount of research, I think, to make sure that the kids seemed real, even though it was in this bright studio comedy. Those three three girls were absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible actors, those three. Those are great recommendations. What about you? Sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, No, aside from that, love A24. Uh, I watched The Florida Project and Moonlight consecutively on a flight. Wow. That was a lot. woman. (laughs) Yeah. And then another great A24 one I can't shut up about is Hereditary. Like that is like my favorite film now.
1: I'm I'm a little concerned it. for you, Elsie. Yeah, you? that's a very I it was very dark amazing. film.
2: I wasn't like I know a lot of people are. I was not very scared. Although we went to like a midnight showing of it.
0: Yeah, and I was terrified. and She's just like eating chicken fingers, smiling. Yeah, I'm, like what <laughs> have you been this no, whole time? No, I mean
2: my dad saw it with us, and he would he would do like the little in the theater and I <laughs> I la- when I'm like truly truly laughing I will snort very bad. So I had to like plug my nose in the theater like <laughs> cuz I I couldn't laugh out loud during this terrible movie. Um, terribly scary movie. Terribly scary. No, it, it, I cannot. It is truly upsetting. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing how upsetting it is. Um God, I love A24.
1: I love that Bo went with a big studio comedy, and you went with three dark A twenty-four films. Yeah, yeah I'm like unlike I'm
2: Walker. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Great job, guys. Guys, thanks Appreciate so much it. for doing this. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of The Big Picture. For more on Eighth Grade, please check out Alyssa next very thoughtful, insightful piece about social media and how it exists in the movies and how Eighth Grade deals with it so smartly. And if you liked this conversation with Bo, also talking to a teenage girl might i recommend the bill simmons podcast bo was a guest on the show last week joined by bill's daughter zoe and they had what i thought was a really fun and also insightful conversation about what it's like to watch this movie as a teenager and experience it and understand it and you know see what bo got right and what he didn't get right so check that out